Welcome to Snack City, comrades. My name is Taylor. Mia. Meg. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we talk about snacks and living in Edmonton. Yep. So, Meg. Yes. Do you live in Edmonton? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting journalistic questions here. All right, let's here. do this. Yeah. How do you feel about Edmonton? I feel... What do I feel? I feel Edmonton as a concept excites me now almost on like a daily basis when it did not before just because I finally I think after after a long time when I was when I got into university I finally figured out how many cool things there are to see and do. The thing is, it's just not necessarily always well-known. All those fun things to do aren't always well-known. Mm-hmm. So it almost becomes like a fun adventure where you're like figuring out new things or new cool stuff to see. Yeah, but I love it. I love it. I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan, and I defend it vigorously, <laughs> especially <laughs> to family members that live out of town and don't quite understand the hype, you know, when they're coming from cool places like San Francisco and New York, you know, there's no, and loser Edmonton. (laughs) And I'm like, did you know that we have the largest expanse of urban parkland in North America? Holy shit. Cool. Well, that's great, Meg. Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you like to do in Edmonton? Um, I like to eat. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yes, let's let's and just that eat. <laughs> almost is a full stop. Except that I also like to go to like art galleries and shows, mm. and like and by shows I mean uh, like you know the ballet and the opera mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, and uh, and hang out with friends, but mostly eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly eat. Yeah, I find that like a lot of things in Edmonton are centered around eating or drinking, and then like if you do that thing, you're mm-hmm. gonna have way more fun if you're eating something. Or drinking something. <laughs> I 100% agree with that statement. Yeah. It's interesting that you said ballet, Meg, because uh, Mia and I went to Dangerous Liaisons at the Alberta Ballet. Did you? Dude, was it, it was, amazing? It was, it was sexy. It was uh, billed as an erotic thriller, and I don't think there are two words more calculated to <laughs> intrigue me. Erotic and thriller. Dude, it was no, just together. So just erotic. together. Thriller alone, thriller. Nah, erotic and... Erotic is, yeah. Because yeah, like, lots enough. of things are erotic, and I'm like, oh... They're not like things are erotic, but they're not sexy. This was just like sensuously sexy. I didn't feel bad for watching it. It is awesome. It's a term that I've only seen in books, but sexually charged. Sexually charged is always a thing. It's like Like, electrical. Talk about books. Where like I feel like everyone's hands were gripping the armrest very tightly. (laughs) I was gripping my. That is awesome. That is so good. Man, ballet is booty town. Isn't it awesome? I mean, both genders just displaying amazing, beautiful people. I mean, that's basically what it is. These guys are essentially athletes. So, I mean, they're oh, just yeah. looking not essentially. I see that booty. They, they, they are. They're graceful. They are they're strong. They're strong. picking up women one hand and like tossing yeah. them. Like, they're poised. Fuck. Yeah, ballet and, like, is the that ultimate. booty is like a shelf. It's oh, like they truly. It's, like defies gravity. It's yeah, we saw at one point a woman up on another dude's shoulders, like yes. standing on them. It's like whoa! Yeah, like, yeah. incredible what? balance, incredible physicality. It's amazing. The ballet, the I ballet, it's it. solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there was another ballet that was kind of like weird and contemporary that came out that is coming to Edmonton. I can't remember its name. Okay, but I saw something about it that I was like, oh, this is kind of weird shit. I want to see. Right, check like, the Alberta Ballet schedule. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to check it out. Okay, so you guys did go to Jane. I can't remember what the next one is. Cinderella, maybe. Or something like that. That does not interest me as much. Yeah. No, I want to see sexy ass naked bodies. Yeah. No, you know what? Fair enough. Fair you know enough. what I liked about Dangerous Liaisons, and this is something I've never done though, mm. uh, revenge banging, where their characters are all like banging yeah. each other to be like, That's oh, right. to get back at my lover, I will, so, I will bang his like lover. The like, staple of soap operas everywhere, just in dance form. Yes. <laughs> Solidly done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Yeah, That's revenge awesome. banging is something I would want to do in my life at one point. I haven't had any opportunity to do it yet, but I'm like, 
I'm sure I could find a reason. You know what? If someone does me wrong, you should bang the person they leave me for. The thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing amazing. is about like friends banging. The friends revenge banging their their right. friends. Yeah, it's a whole. It's messy. It's messy. Oh, it yeah. is messy. It doesn't go well I mean, for any of the characters. When it comes to erotic thrillers, it's anything not. And do you messy. want an erotic thriller to end <laughs> the, well? Exactly. You want it to end in like an orgiastic tangle of exactly. banging. They figured this out like hundreds of years ago. That's what Carmen basically was. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, people in olden olden days. I sound like I'm five. Days. <laughs> people in the 16th, 17th, 18th centuries, they were as crass oh, as we knew. were. Oh, oh no, knew. they love them. Oh, they okay, so this is a thing that I've often wondered about. Like, nude art that we think is classical and tasteful. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that to them when it was, like, a modern and uh, contemporary to them? So, like, if you see a nude on a wall, are you like, oh, that bitch banging? Are you like, oh, very tasteful? No, I think at that time, I'll bet you it was like Madonna's cone bra. I bet you it was like (laughs) Kim Kardashian trying to break the internet with her like ass hanging out. I'll bet you it was like that. Exactly. That's hilarious. Things that are transgressive are like later seen as beautiful. Like even like 20, 30 years later, you're like, oh no, that was like classy and tasteful. But the early days of ballet were all about dudes ogling women in tights. Okay, but there's, okay. I understand like the physicality of ballet, but to me art, it seems like Female nudes are just fully accepted as artistic and beautiful. Yeah, where are my male nudes? Where are my male where nudes? Where are my male nudes? Actually, there are some there's, male nudes. There are ladies who like art too, but it's who like are, who would like to ogle both. Oh yes, I yeah. do. I do I enjoy mean, ogling and ladies. Like I'm and straight, everybody I like seeing a, a, a firm ass on any gender. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's that's great. I like yeah, seeing someone fine. who is just physically beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. All butts are great butts. Like everyone can appreciate. Like you know. Tom Hiddleston or like Michael Fassbender everyone oh, is like Michael Ooh. Fassbender he's like a handsome Fassbender, shark with a toothy smile Idris Elba Ooh. you know yeah like that's just like handsome You're like, mm. or like just a beautiful person right yeah. we were talking Ken Watanabe last oh, summer god oh my god Ken Watanabe just a beautiful he was person. one of my crushes back in the day Dude, oh, he is mm. so Lord. handsome he's so he's so like Ooh, yeah. righteously handsome and just like his face and the intensity oh, right yeah. just, oh, and it's gorgeous. an interesting shade because uh, you know we, we were discussing this concept where Ken Watanabe is beautiful in perfect form and that he's just like also very masculine and rugged looking yeah versus like an Orlando Bloom beautiful where he's uh, just very pretty he's just beautiful very pretty like, yeah. yeah he is oh absolutely See, I've never okay I don't know if this like this is kind of going off on a tangent but I've never been oh, very we don't att- do tangents here <laughs> you know, yeah, not allowed not, not, not at all I'm what not was a snack city? Yeah. Snack city? Well, yeah, I guess we're talking about, about ballet people and to. art. I like this. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Orlando Bloom, he's just like so pretty. And like to me, I've never been attracted to just pretty ass men. Like to me, I want that fucking strange. Well, we've talked about Fair Taylor yeah, and I have talked yeah. about. Yeah, Mia likes a schlubby weirdo. No, no I don't like a schlubby. <laughs> I think that's what she was trying to say. <laughs> I don't just, think so. I like talking about like bit. the Adrian Brody, like just a weird face. No, Adrian like, Brody can suck a dick. I don't give a shit about him. Got it. Because okay. he, like, he said some shit that I don't yes. agree with. No, I, I, absolutely. I, I mean, and obviously, if we're if we're if we are not separating, yeah. uh, you know, the looks from the personality, mm. which you really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's out of the running. But I'm thinking something like, like a weirder face. Or, I'm thinking or, something like John Bernthal, somebody who's rough around the fucking edges. Mm. I like me a weird, characteristically strong looking person. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And yet, see, like, I feel like there is a difference. At least for me, I like I love beauty in any shape or form or whatever I obviously it's in the eye of the beholder but like I am not going to be actually attracted to Legolas in the Lord of the Rings movies but I can look at that face and be like Damn, that's exactly the level. Beautiful, yeah, exactly. It's like a, you're just stunning. Like I those can appreciate that Orlando Bloom has an amazing eyes. face. Oh, what a what but a face! But at the same time, if I'm banging anyone in Lord of the Rings, it is probably Viggo Mortensen or Carl obviously. Yeah, was there anyone else? I mean, I mean, Aomer, he's got a lot. He's, I was gonna say Aomer would be the only other. Yeah. My only other choice, Amr. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like mm-hmm. I would probably go. What's his face that dies all the time in movies? Sean Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. he, 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 my babe. I'm a big Sean Bean man from day one. Eight year old Taylor watched a lot of the Sharps Rifles movies at like midnight on a history I remember channel. You, do you still have like the full DVD sets? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing those. Those were delightful. 
solid. Anyways, let's talk about some snacks. Yeah, (laughs) snacks, let's do it. uh, Where do you want to start? What snack have you brought for us to look at? Okay, so I brought, um, okay, let me start with the story of the snack. I went to uh, Bar Bricka, amazing, Mm. amazing restaurant here in Edmonton. They primarily do a lot of, you know, charcuterie, tapas, that's that's kind of thing. And they have an appetizer that like when I first tasted it, I could not get this out of my head. And like when it was first ordered, it was by somebody who had already had it before and when they ordered it, I was like, I don't know about that. And then I had it. What it is, it's an egg dish. Okay? Okay. So it's just like they've separated the egg yolks and then basically whipped them all up but it's a truffle truffly cheesy eggs. That you'd like spread onto um, like crackers or a baguette mm-hmm. or whatever, which I've also brought today. And it's delightful. I tried so many times to try and make it at home, except that I'm a lazy cook. <laughs> So I didn't separate anything. I I, I do shit. (laughs) I just like threw some truffle oil in there, some pecorino cheese. I made sure the ingredients that I brought were all super high quality, but then I crappily put them together. So then I ended up with rubbery scrambled egg, and I'm like, this is terrible. After trying to make this like two or three times, I was just like, oh, I give up. And my boyfriend, who's been looking forever, he's like, what are you trying to make? And I'm like, I'm trying to make, it's called cacio e pepe, except it's not the pasta. It's like an eggs and it's got, it's got pepper and it's got truffles. And, and he's like, oh, okay, like describe it to me. And I describe sort of like the texture and the taste. And he's like, okay. And then he does it and he does it perfectly. <laughs> Just the worst. What did you do? He's like, well, first you separate the eggs. And I'm like, oh, you, so you, you have to do that. You have to actually do that. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I brought I today. So this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's not much to look at, but it's almost, it's really buttery when you spread it on. Me it looks kind of like polenta. Are you guys familiar with Yes, it? polenta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me a visual description for our listeners what this looks like? It's kind of like a, like a yellowish cheesy spread, I would say. I, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, like polenta is what I think of. But that's right, a it thing. is not much to look at. It looks kind of like whipped so butter. Much to look at. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Boom. That's what it well, is. Then I can see if there parmesan cheese on top. It's actually pecorino. I've I've experimented with different kinds of hard cheeses like Asiago and like you know other yeah. uh, other types of you know Grana Padano, but this is the only one that has ever worked perfectly. Okay. Nice. So. I see you've also brought some I've, sort of special cracker for us to eat. I have. I have brought the Ace Bakery Roasted Garlic Mini Baguette Crisps, which Whoa. is a long, long sentence to say, but they're delicious. And they're basically just like crackers that are made of baguettes and have garlic pieces baked into them. Mm-hmm. So Honestly, I had solid. one before we started this podcast. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Exactly. So, uh, so, get a, so get a spread here. Yeah. So, so can we like dip in? You can, can dip we... in if you Ooh. want. I like to spread it on on the cracker. Um, <laughs> Sorry, can you say the name of the dish? So the name of the dish is, okay, cacio e pepe is like a pasta dish that's pepe. typically like basically spaghetti noodles with butter, cheese, and pepper. But in this in this dish, it's an egg form. So the way I saw it on the uh, Barbrico menu was the cacio e pepe scrambled eggs or some, some variation of that, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking of cheese because I see yellow, but I'm like, oh, right, eggs, 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 eggs are But also there's a crap ton of cheese in there. There's just a lot. We are cheesy boys. We are cheesy Cheesy boys. All right, right. here you go. All right. Cashio Pepe. Cheers. Oh, that was good. Yo, I'm a hungry girl. I'm going to eat this. I am (laughs) loving it. Are you loving it? Okay, good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically a cheesy omelet on a delicious baguette crisp. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's very crispy and very cheesy. And that's exactly what I need this morning. And the eggs are really good consistency in that they're not too hard and rubbery, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also not too soft. That's exactly yes. it. And that is all... It has nothing to do with the actual dish and everything to do with Brett's like ability to actually make these properly. Mm-hmm. Because believe me, if, you, if I had made this... You would be like, oh god! <laughs> oh no! I'm really excited too. I've never <laughs> This is our. Uh, this is the first time someone has brought us a handmade snack. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Usually, we're eating some uh, some dollar store garbage or some. Hey, you know, like I'm good with that too. Some, I'm good with that too. Products but... made by multi billion dollar corporations made with God knows what. Dextrose. God knows oh, dextrose, what. monosodium glutamate. We've yeah. had some, some weird gums. Gums. <laughs> citric. No, citric, yeah, citric gums. Citric gum. Oh, I've seen 
we have millet gum. Millet gum. Right, millet gum seems more normal than, like, citric gum. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, grain jelly of any kind seems weird to me. Yeah. Grain jelly, yeah, because, like, grains should not be a jelly. No, that's not the way they come. But I guess maybe it's, like, kind of porridge. Maybe that's what millet gum is. Yeah. Yeah, is, well, actually, like, I've made, sometimes I make steel-cut oats with okay. milk, and it's, like, a weird, instead of putting in water, I put in milk, and it's a weird kind of jelly consistency. That is my favorite thing. Yeah. I hate doing oats with water, mm-hmm. but with milk, I know not everybody's into that, like, gelatiny sort of, or, like, that very mushy sort of consistency, but I love it. I love it. I think it's just creamy almost. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, I don't know, there's just something way more satisfying about the milkiness of it. It's richer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is good. I'm really having a good time. I I don't have much to say. I'm just wolfing down crackers and and cheese. (laughs) I'm going to keep eating too. Oh, please do. Please do. This obviously makes a great breakfast. It's eggs. It's not healthy, but it's eggs. It's delicious. I'm not going to ever eat healthy breakfast. No, I know. Right? Why I'm... would you want a healthy breakfast? I know well, you're supposed to eat breakfast. a healthy breakfast. Well, that's just. No, that's I, not okay. I don't. I, I've never liked breakfast in general because it's just like a fucking process to me. Fair enough. But I've also like. I'm not dieting, but I also like the idea of intermittent fasting. So, like, I stop okay. eating around, like, 9. Okay, okay. Got and then it, in got the it, morning, like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I don't have time to eat anyway. I wouldn't. So, like, coffee, great. Fair enough. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I think, like, 90% of young professionals are that way. They're not exactly, mm-hmm. like, waking up with time to make breakfast, that sort of thing. I don't think I've ever woken up in the morning and felt fresh and relaxed. <laughs> no, that's so true. I know. I wake up tired and I drag myself into my life. You know, I remember when I was a kid and people would be like, oh, like, if you could have a superhero, or a superhero, superpower, <laughs> what would you have? And it's like flying or x-ray vision. And honestly, like, by the time I was 21, it was like, if I could be one of those people that could feel rested no matter how long they slept... That would be my superpower. My God. How right? boring is that? How boring, no, but I, awesome. What I was saying, my power would be the ability to stop time so I could just sleep. <laughs> exactly. So I could just yeah. get some naps in. This is all we want, guys. See, this I want the opposite. Want. I want to not have to ever sleep because I fucking hate sleep. Mm. Okay, sure, yeah. I hate taking a time out of my life and I'm like, okay, I want to do shit. Mm-hmm. But the process of sleeping is delightful and I enjoy it a lot. But it's like showering. It takes a long time to get in there. But once I'm in there, I don't want to stop. A third of your life is spent in sleep, man. That's some unproductive hours. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, exactly. And then when you're when you're awake, you're like, oh, I'm already wasting half of those hours. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> God damn, why do I watch Bob's Burgers again? No, I just, I just want like the 10 minute power nap. Like those people that are able to like close their eyes, A, fall asleep right away. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. I'm pretty I, good at that. I need like, you know, about a, an hour sort of running start Holy shit, edit, hour? You know? It takes me a long time. Yeah, I'm in the same really? boat. It takes me a long time. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I have a fail-proof. Fail-proof? Yeah. Foolproof? Foolproof. That's but what also I'm looking fail-proof. That kind of makes sense too. I have yeah. like a foolproof technique to get me to sleep even when I'm like stressed out or anxious about anything. I just listen to myself breathing and I, I kind of convince myself that nothing I can do in my life right now is as important as sleeping and I'm like... Okay, bye. Done. <laughs> no, but I recognize that's like it's it's hard to cut your fucking mind off. I'm swearing a lot this podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is Snack City, a wholesome podcast. That's right. Suitable so. for children of all ages. <laughs> or man children or woman children of all ages. Now I'm feeling a little bit weird about when my mom asked to hear the podcast. Oh, episode. no. Uh, yeah, you said no moms? We talked about dangerous liaisons in the, in the, in the best possible ways. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, opened. we opened with some good stuff. <laughs> Actually, I did talk to my mom about how sexy uh, dangerous liaisons. She was like, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, with it. Right? I like that. I used to be with it. <laughs> and then it changed what it was. And now what I'm with is no longer it. It's and not it. And what's it is new and scary to me. Now oh I want God. sleep to be my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So, mm-hmm. I'm loving... Loving the cheesy eggs. Right. However... Time to move on. I think we should move on to yeah. the opposite in terms of, uh, I don't know, handmade artisanal deliciousness and go into the grab-and-go stack of Pringles salt and vinegar flavored potato chips. <laughs> I love the grab-and-go aspect. Is it just because it's smaller than your average... 
Pringles can. It's well, like one third of the can, right? In, in diameter, it appears to be the exact same size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which makes sense. And just, I think in height, it is about half the size. I know there are smaller cylinders of Pringles. Oh, yeah. There are so those, like, super snack ones. Yeah, super, snack. super snack. Grab and go. Uh, super snack. These are snazzy names. Yeah, we should be naming snacks. We should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, should you know, up. they're a classic. You can see the Pringles guy. He's got a little mustache. He's got hair. He actually kind of looks like me these days. <laughs> <laughs> Except his mustache. You know what? Look at this head. And his bushier, uh, bushier yeah. mustache. So Mia, you brought these Pringles. Very, uh, um, boisterous. What made you think of uh, bringing some Pringles today? You know what? Last night I went for a walk and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to bring some snacks." And I went to uh, I think it was a Seven Eleven and I bought some snacks. Nice. <laughs> so that is a riveting story. That is solid. <laughs> I will fully take the responsibility for the fact that my snack is not very original, but. I do enjoy anything salt and vinegar. Yes. And Pringles salt and vinegar uh, chips are great because they kind of like, they're so, they crumble very quickly. So you get a lot of that vinegary taste in your mouth. That's a great point. That's mm-hmm. specifically the Pringles texture yeah. that allow you to get more of that. Because I love salt and vinegar as well. That's yeah. absolutely my jam. But I think you're I think you're right. And this is the first time I've, I would be ever having uh, salt and vinegar Pringles. Really? Wow, how is it? Yeah. Let's, let's get started. You know what I would love? If they had all-dress Pringles. Dude, imagine that. But I guess um, all-dress is very much a... Uh, what, what are the brand that create them? Ruffles. I Ruffles. Think is, Ruffles? Yeah. is it Ruffles? Okay, yeah. I've seen old Dutch all-dress chips. I definitely... I, really? Yeah, that's so true. But I, I think like all-dress is just a classic Canadian flavor. That's what I was going to say. No, for no one international knows. listeners, all, all of them. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's in an all-dress? It's like a ketchup, onion... Uh, Vinegar, vinegar sure. yeah, yeah. It's a strange Canadian there... chip flavor. Yeah, I think actually, you know what? I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else in there. Is you know, there like dill or something? Canadians. We also have ketchup chips. I don't know ketchup if other people chips. have that. No, I don't think so. But I think that's it. We don't, it. Have, we don't have like one. paprika chips, like I've seen many other places. Okay, I let me talk about paprika. Ooh. Oh, there's I, a point I forgot to be this was a trigger for you. Paprika. <laughs> I think paprika is a bullshit spice, and I don't care. I don't care what people say. Paprika tastes like dust, and it's it's not even like that. It's it's not even that it tastes like dust. I feel like it's virtually tasteless. There's like very little. Like you would have to like I've like taken the lid mm-hmm. off of a paprika spice bottle and taken a big old whiff of it, and I get like the faintest hint of smoke, as if you were like eight houses away from a barbecue, and you're like. Oh, I think someone's grilling like half a world away. Like that is what paprika is. It's just, there's nothing to it. So paprika chips, basically plain chips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. You know, as a, I'm gonna come out on the record and say I like paprika. I think it does have a flavor. <laughs> One of my favorite soup slash stews is a, a goulash, which you load up with paprika flavor. Fair enough. But fair I enough. mean, I also yeah, I, I I understand where you're coming from. Where uh, you know, sometimes it- you're just wrong. <laughs> okay, but wait, is it paprika flavor or is the the thing that you're eating, maybe it has other things happening with it. It's not just the paprika that's making that shit happen. Because I agree with paprika. Like, I put it in soups and stuff, and I'm like, mm. why did I put this in my soup? It does nothing. It does nothing but color it. it. Exactly. The color is beautiful, and I get that, you know. But sometimes food is just about more than aesthetics. All right, well, if you're a spice scientist, write in and let us know, snackcitypodcast at gmail.com. What does paprika actually do? Is it dust? Does it taste like something? I think we just lost the entire country of Hungary. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, and the guys. paprika dust of this planet. <laughs> yeah. Am I still it's... welcome to visit <laughs> Hungary? Ah, I'm sure. Probably not. <laughs> is, is, is it cool? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's, let's eat the, the salt and vinegar chips. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take two. I'm yeah. going to make myself a little duckbill. Yeah, I mean, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, oh, duckbill. It's the only way to really enjoy a Pringle, really, I would say. Because you got to have fun with it. That's point of a Pringle. Man, that Pringles <laughs> texture. Does it get better than this? Like, no one else mimics this texture. No it's one, very specific. No other yeah. chip has ever... I've eaten many lay stacks, and they are markedly inferior. Oh, yeah, they're for very sure. Cr- this is, like, melty as opposed to crunchy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such an interesting... It's like a quiet chip. But it's a Pringles quiet chip. also are not sliced medium. potatoes, right? Sorry? They're not sliced potatoes, right? They're, like, a blend that then gets pressed into molds. Uh-huh. Oh, do they, do they curve? Oh, so it's... Oh, wait, shit. Is this actual potato? You're eating like, like a chicken McNugget of, of potato chips. Ah, oh, that makes so much sense. You know what? That's why As somebody who loves corn. chicken McNuggets. Me too. 
I'm yeah. all for it. I'd never, I, like, I'm not talking smack. I'm just like, no. it, it no, is a fact. Enough. That's why it's not crunchy, why it's crumbly. Ah, oh, it actually so explains. good, though. Yeah. And, like, yeah. how would they get the perfect weird curve that they mm-hmm. have? And all the chips have the same curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very elitist curve society with mm-hmm. this chip. I always thought they'd just slice the potato, but then, like, mm-hmm. Force it, like put it in like a potato corset. So <laughs> you know, yeah, I can see yeah. it. A potato corset is yeah. so cute to <laughs> like me. Like a mold that like specifically bends the potato into that shape. Or it's like but baby now... carrots where they shave the whole thing and you left with one. Yeah, tiny, with tiny. Okay, wait. Okay, I always thought that like they take a, a large carrot and they just shave it into like smaller pieces, but like they don't just use one big carrot for one baby carrot. No, they use like no. they probably get several. You just you're using the core, and I think okay. they probably use the scraps for you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, soup. soup. Yeah, right. I'm hoping that like all those parent companies. Yeah. Oh, they're not wasting like, shit. They're, yeah, exactly. They're sending it off to they're, they're, Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're making high end fertilizer out of scraps. <laughs> you never know. Hey, you know what? I'm all for that as well. Not that I love the idea of like giant food conglomerates, but you know what? If you're using the whole thing, use the entire really carrot for exactly. If you're using yeah, the any whole advertisers care. out there, we That's do support right. vertical integration here at Snack City. <laughs> That's right. Please Every send us some part money. of the vertical carrot. integration is just efficiency at work. Okay, that's all it is. I like it when people use the entirety of the vegetable. Mm. Even the stem, you know, you find a reason for that fucking stem. Mm. Not to like go and start like plugging a uh, a local restaurant. Please do, yeah. But I went to the altar room Mm. a couple of weeks ago. Fancy. Yeah, I know. It was fancy. And so uh, my friend and I, we decided to do the 8 to 10 course tasting menu. It's such an interesting concept in the sense that there are... Very few actual seats in the restaurant. There are no tables. It's just one long bar. Seats along the bar. And I think they can host up to, I don't know, 18 people or 20 people. The room is tiny. I walk by it every day and I feel like I would be very out of place there because I don't like being in a small place. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But it doesn't doesn't feel confined, which is nice. It is actually like, you know, higher ceilings. It it still feels open. Very open and airy. It just feels too private for me. Fair enough. And it really is. Which... I actually really enjoy. So what they do, they don't have waiters or anything like that. It's just the chef who's taking you through every dish that he's giving you. Hmm. So what he he's telling you the story of your food, what he's using, what ingredients, where he sourced them, little funny anecdotes about when he's talking to like, you know, the farmer that he sourced this from or the, you know, whatever. And he's giving you a lot of information about your food, which somehow makes your food taste better. I can't yeah. explain it, but n- knowing the story of it and why certain ingredients are used, it almost like you can taste them even stronger and it's just the flavors are fantastic. And besides the fact that you're you're eating some really interesting combinations of food, that guy is also about using every part of a vegetable. Even the stuff that you normally like throw out. It's crazy. There was one, um, I hope I don't mess this up, but there's this one dish where it's served with like a cream. Um, and I don't remember what the whole dish was, but I only remember the cream. <laughs> because the cream was done with coriander stems and what he said was everybody always uses the leaves of coriander but they never use the stem but I love the stems because I think that's where you get a lot of like the main flavor and he was talking about like coriander seeds which I didn't really know was a thing but coriander seeds he used these seeds to make a cream and it was the creamiest cream I've ever tasted and you taste it and there's no there's no coriander flavor Oh, weird. And he's literally using, because then he's using the other parts of the vegetable in other dishes, but he's even using the seeds. And I was like, what a unique concept. That's like, very that you impressive. can take something and make it something completely different. Wow. So, if he's using the, the part of the vegetable that doesn't taste like the vegetable, is he really using the vegetable? <laughs> I mean, if, showing... it, if it doesn't taste like it, yeah. is it any longer that vegetable? I'm arguing yes. He's showing us the different characters. Yeah, it could be. Yes. I guess yeah. so. Like, maybe it's a, it's more an aesthetic, or like maybe there's something else going on. Or an efficiency thing. Gotta <laughs> gotta use everything. Why We're not, not gonna not throw right? anything away. There you go. Cool. Well, awesome. I'm going to keep eating a couple more of these chips. Get yeah. Me. Oh, my but, gosh. These are great. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, 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 good job, here. me. Thank you. <laughs> good job, me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I feel like it. It's just horrible this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I need to eat more. Yeah, I'd like to say at no point in my life have I ever forgotten a meal. <laughs> ever. 
Like, I that's think good consistency. that's literally top of mind, <laughs> no matter what I do. And I could be working on stuff that I am deeply passionate about, and I will still be like, I'm feeling fried chicken, where are the closest places that I could get it, and start, like, mapping it out in my head. <laughs> I cannot not eat. When I travel, I literally plan around restaurants and cafes I want to eat. That's the primary thing. Do you scope out, like, not fancy, but, like, something specific that people have, like, raved about and do you want to go see that specifically? Or is it just, like, you want to get the flavor of that city? I want to do a combo of both. I want to do, you know, the best restaurants in that city that everybody's like, oh, my God, you've got to eat here. But absolutely, if that country or that city is known for, like, a particular dish or a type of street food or something like that, I've got to have that, too. Yeah. I literally plan... The entire day, I'm like, yeah, I love museums. I love all of this. But in between my reservations, that comes first. I'm going to have a snack, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to Mexico City in like a few weeks. And before I had even booked my flights, I had made two reservations for restaurants. <laughs> Amazing. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what if I don't get them? Like, <laughs> forget the tickets. I need to make sure I got these restaurants. Who cares how I get there? That's it. I need these cool. fucking restaurants. Just got to get the restaurants. So. Yeah. Well, when we were starting this podcast, I'm like, I know someone who likes food more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Food always takes precedence in my life, and it's kind of pathetic. That's fantastic. No, it's awesome. Kind of pathetic. No, it's great because you brought some amazing food to travel. Yeah, this so is glad. Really One more question. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the topic of traveling and being obsessed with food, what is the, the best food you've ever eaten traveling? Ooh, why do you do this to me? You can eat top three. You can just, te- like, just tell me three great things you've eaten. Okay. In India, there's a street food called chaat. It's actually not one dish. It's a it's a whole series of dishes and it's delicious. It's always a combination of like fried, almost like chips um, or uh, puffed rice. There'll be tamarind sauce, which gives it a sweeter element. And then typically like a mint chutney, which will be varying le- levels of spices, but you always want it really, really spicy. And it's just like it is an incredible mix. I remember when I first, I first gave it to Brett and he described it as a savory cereal. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess. Like it's a, it's just a really incredible mix of sweet and spicy and savory Ooh. elements in this very snacky sort of form. So that, that's always great. Some of the best meals I've had were actually in Iceland. There are some really, really incredible dishes because the the whole island is populated with tons and tons of sheep and lamb. So lamb is a huge Ooh. part of their cuisine, which I'm a, a giant fan of. So they have a great lamb stew. Oh. I've also tried puffin when I was there, and it was delicious. Okay, how? Okay, I would. This is a controversial opinion, but. Fair enough. If there is some kind of meat in front of me, even if it's endangered, even if it's human, I'd be like, I'm going to try it. If somebody's gone out of their way to cook it, I'd be like, well, I will also go on the record to say that I would eat a person if it was sustainably and ethically sourced. I think that's the main thing. If it's sustainably, ethically sourced, and or (laughs) a native sort of food. Like, if it's like a food that is very emblematic of the place and it's something that they typically eat and have cooked for thousands of years. I'm like, you know what? Give me a piece of that human whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ate some Uzbeki horse sausage. Oh, it was really nice. I would eat a rat, depending on how it's prepared. Yeah. If it was like a crisp, deep fried rat that was exactly rat shape, maybe not. Mm. But if you like rat McNugget, sure. Peru, you know, for example, they have like guinea pig and they guinea just like roast the, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I'd eat snake and like, I'd, I'd eat anything that's oh, like cooked yeah. well enough for me to not think of it as a living creature anymore. As long as its face is gone, I can eat it. I'm a lot more about texture, so I'd be worried like about that yeah. but it, that's right yeah but if it looked exactly as you say if it looked almost indistinct from a different food that is much more normalized in the western world then fine yeah absolutely oh my gosh there's one last dish I have to plug please so in Vietnam they have mm. a dish called um and it's gone <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you're in Vietnam, it's, look for food. <laughs> delicious. Everything in Vietnam is delicious. For our Vietnamese listeners, please send us a list of all the things you eat. <laughs> right. mm. Vietnamese food, to me, oh, is there we go. fucking amazing. It's called bún cha. Bún cha. Bún cha. And you can find it in some restaurants here, although I've had a very sort of difficult time. Okay. But what it is, it's like you're essentially creating a 
pork nugget, but then you are barbecuing the crap out of it. So it's like a juicy pork nugget, <gasps> and you barbecue it to the point where it like it's best when it's like charred. Oh yeah, it's like charred on both it's sides. Like charred and outside, it's juicy, juicy, and inside. juicy on Ooh. the inside. I'm in. And before this, it's been marinated in like oh. some really classic sort of Vietnamese flavors. So you have, you know, like fish sauce and oyster sauce, mm. but you also have soy sauce. So it's a little like sweet and sour, essentially. Oh my that's god! That sounds all like all these sauces are on the same one, or are there different so, ones you can get? No, they're all. It's Ooh. marinated in this for a while, and then that's why, and then you mush it into its like nugget form, and then you barbecue it. Oh my god! That's one component. The next component is vermicelli noodles. Mm, and yes. then you have Thai basil or whatever other sorts of things you want to put into it. Brussels sprouts, that sort of thing. Or yeah. not Brussels sprouts. What am I thinking of? What are those like long white things? Asparagus. Strings? Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, String beans? Green onions? Nope. But green onions are part of it. Yeah. Leeks? Nope. <laughs> There's so, a lot of long stringy There's a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of other stuff. So anyways, you get all of these components together. And then have a bowl with another type of sauce. And that's your dipping sauce. So you take a little bit of your, you take your chopsticks and you take a little bit of your vermicelli and your other sort of veggies and you mix them all together in your dipping sauce and then you eat it. And then you take a little bit of your pork and you eat it with it. And it is an unbelievably delicious meal. It's Ooh. out of control. That sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're in bucha. Vietnam, look for some bucha? Buncha. Buncha. That was awesome. I know if you can hear me crunching. I'm it's fine. Girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you've already made it through like the first three episodes and you are upset with crunching, like it's not going to get better. <laughs> yeah, and like I was not very sex positive at one point. We've talked about cannibalism. We've talked about, what else have we? Oh, we've offended the South Side. <laughs> and we, the we've east talked side. shit about the East Side and the South Side <laughs> well, so far. Well, you know, fair enough. I mean, uh, as a West End girl myself. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I come from the West End, and I am not a fan of the West End. Yeah, fair enough. I'm all about the downtown. I slaved away in the galleys of West Edmonton Mall for several years. Mm. It's funny, I went recently, and I was just thinking about my years working there as a kid, and everybody else I knew that worked in West Edmonton Mall, just about just about everybody I knew. Yeah, everybody worked oh there. My I just gosh. counted up on my fingers. Six years I worked at West End. Holy my gosh. shit. Oh my gosh. Wait, which areas did you guys work in? So, I was at The Gap. Oh, okay. Yeah, classic high school job. I worked at the movie theater, as one does, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they hire children to work past midnight. Yes. For $5.90 an hour. Yeah, but tell them what your position was at what age. Oh, I was I was a supervisor at age 15, which is uh, pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had the photo still, because I honestly look like I might be 11. Holy crap. <laughs> I am at that time about five foot tall and like, you know, 130 pounds. I cannot imagine you as a child. For some reason, to me, you were just like a mustache, mustachied, mustachioed, mustachioed, a gentleman. Yeah, actually, it was a whole thing where my father's forehead split open and I like stepped out fully formed. (laughs) No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying, you guys. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. Next. Let's move on to the, uh, what have you bought over here? Okay, so also in my uh, adventure last night and walking and remembering that I need to be productive, I bought the Cadbury Mr. Big Minis. Which is kind of uh, an ironic, not an ironic. Uh, it's an oxymoronic. Oxymoronic name. Because <laughs> Mr. Big Minis. Mr. Big Minis. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that sounds so great. <laughs> Mr. Big Minis. You know Why not go with like Mr. Petite? <laughs> Mr. Petite Biggies. <laughs> Mr. Petite Biggies. <laughs> <laughs> I want a candy called Biggies. That would be delightful. Mm-hmm. Only if it's got Biggie on the cover oh, of that packaging. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, what no, if no. they were chocolates in the shape of Biggie's face? Okay, oh. I would never eat those. I would just preserve them to the end of time. But it's kind of like turtles where they only kind of look like turtles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some horrifying misshapen like, like, Oh, I can see how that is the Biggie head with like a crown <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, But like animal crackers, they're like, I have no idea what right? the blob is. Oh. Animal crackers. Biggies should be a cracker because you can earth. do a much better cracker. That's Ooh. true. That's true. Like a Teddy Graham look like a real well, not teddy, a real Teddy. Can you imagine if you had like rapper Teddy Rams and you had like just like different like some different lucky listener faces? is going to make a million dollars on this? Right. I'm just, just saying, if y'all are good at making those molds. Uh, like, this is gold. Uh, Someone really is smart. Yeah. We're just giving our ideas away. Right? You know what? For we have free. so many. We overflow. Take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Here, sorry, so the Mr. Big Minis. Mr. Big Minis. Um, I okay. So when I was in grade, I think it was. 
Oh, shit. What grade was I in? I think it was in grade one. Whoa. Some guy had a crush on me, and I couldn't speak English yet. And he chased me around the fucking yard, trying to give me a Mr. Big. Which now I see as hilarious. But <laughs> trying in, to give you a Mr. Big. I literally ran away from him until I could run no more. And he was just trying to give me a candy bar. Man. That explains a lot about who I turned out to be. <laughs> I also feel like that is a great opportunity to talk about consent and candy. Oh, Because, okay. like, not everybody wants to eat everything that you have. Okay? Nobody wants your Mr. Big. You don't like it. <laughs> no one wants my Mr. Big. That's I, mean. sure. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad y'all took it there. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways. Mr. Big, I know, is a delightful candy bar. And the minis, you know, you don't have to eat the... the in, you don't have to be as intense about the big process. They I look like little clusters. Like, they are, yeah. They're basically... Chocolate clusters. Yeah. I don't think... I'm very excited because Mr. Big yeah. is a great candy bar that I have... You know, I, I've only come back recently. I ate a lot when I was a kid. But then, you know, yeah. I moved on to the... The, the caramels. The... You know, it's been a long time since I've had a Mr. Big, so before I bite in, yeah. Mr. Big was what? It was peanuts? Or was it's it like it's, caramel? It's kind of like wafery. Yeah. It's got like a wafery caramel kind of It does have a little bit of a nuttiness, like a peanutiness to it. Okay, so, but there aren't like peanuts in it. Am I thinking Wait, like it may contain different... tree nuts. Are you allergic to it? Oh, no, no, no. no okay. No, I am not. No, I was just curious. I haven't had a Mr. Big in a really long time. I don't really remember what is in It does have suspicious lumps that do look like nuts. They look like nuts. So that's why I was like, oh, right, I, well, I, I love nuts. Suspicious <laughs> I love are... Mr. Big's nuts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, this is definitely not going to be heard by my mom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just hide that you were on it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it's not me. It's, uh, it's, it's... Megan Horowitz. <laughs> All right, Mr. Big. All right, I'll take my first bite. There's definitely nuts. I can see them. Mm. Oh, it's very mm-hmm. caramelly, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Caramelly oh. wafer. Oh, oh, you know what? With this, you get more chocolate. As the opposed ratio to the actual is slightly bar. different. Mm-hmm. The ratio is different. And I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it less crunchy than the actual? No, it is. That, I don't think so. I think it is. Because like it, because it consists, you get more chocolate as opposed to more wafer. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, because I, I yeah, I don't remember Mister Biggs being this chewy. Were they always chewy? They're, I think they are. Like this is only ten to fifteen percent more chewy. I think mm-hmm. because you, you like okay, the overall so like longer a very marginal. But Mister Biggs wafer is notably chewy over like a coffee crisp or got it something similar. Coffee crisp. Mm. Half the time you have that damn thing over a year and then you eat it, it's like breaking off a brick <laughs> with your teeth. Dude, how, I would eat a coffee crisp if it was like ten years expired. How shit. do I have coffee crisp over a year? Is what you were about to ask. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you about Halloween candy at my parents' house. Yes, please. Okay, please. Yes. <laughs> No, I mean that that's it. Like oh, oh, that, okay. at my parents house. I, I thought there might be more than that. No, there was not. Yeah, no, so that was it. That was a story in a sentence. Mm-hmm. I got excited for like a long adventure in terms of uh like some candy got forgotten. Finding Someone, a lost treasure trove yeah, of like, candy when you were like ten. Spiteful every candy. Year. Halloween candy at my parents' house. I, I, oh, this is delicious. That's usually the only reason that I have Halloween candy is if my parents are like, I know they say nobody's going to visit them and they know nobody's going to visit them. And They're they like, still buy just, in, just case. in case. Yeah. You don't want to be that house. Right? Yeah, you don't want to be the like the shitty non-candy house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to be a good person. You just have to buy like 10 bucks worth of candy. That's like, literally it, right? It's less. It's okay. My parents live in like a condo area type mm-hmm. so like most kids don't go in there because they're like old old people oh i'm just saying the snack size candies they come in a box like 40 50 outrageously expensive mm-hmm. 10 bucks buys you like a box of those that's things. exactly it and that's typically what people buy right even though like, yeah yeah exactly because it's simple you go to safe you see exactly. it and they, and they racked up the price because like oh man candy demand is gonna candy skyrocket demand. For this candy, candy, demand. candy market it's hot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what i call my band candy demand nice. candy demand be a drag queen name too. Candy Demand. I just Whoa, imagine like all girls in very colorful clothing, like highlighter clothing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Highlighter what, what, color. What is the actual term for highlighter color? Neon. Fluorescent. Maybe? Fluorescent. Fluorescent's yeah. so weird to me. But just as a color, anything that's fluorescent is like what? How did they make that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, I know. How did they? It looks so. Surreal? Chemically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is surreal. Looks like chemicals no, no went bug into that. bug looking like that color. <laughs> yeah. Nothing in nature actually looks no. like that. And you're like, how? That was definitely man-made. Mm-hmm. Do either of you have some last thoughts on the Big Rocks mini? Big Rocks? The Mr. Big Minis? <laughs> big Rocks. 
Big rocks. <laughs> big rocks. Mr. That's also a good candidate. It is a confusing name because I am soul on the big part, but then they are mini. You know, the funny thing is they look like those, I don't know if you guys remember Claude Hoppers or OGs, yes. those like cluster candies. It looks exactly like those, mm-hmm. but the texture is like very delightfully chewy. It's like yeah. much softer. I'm really loving the Mr. Big Minis. I just don't really have a lot to say about them because they're delicious. Because they're really good. Yeah, you yeah. Really, to me, they're always like, when it comes to candy bars or what, like chocolate bars, most people go with like Mars or Snickers, something that's very forefront. Mm-hmm. But like Mr. Big kind of gets hidden away. That's why I was like, it's been years since I've had a Mr. Big. I don't actually remember. But now that I, I didn't actually. Did you guys get any nuts in there in yours? I didn't get. I any. got some. I got some nuts. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> but I think nuts. the nuts are pretty small compared to something else that is more nutty. Ah, uh, that makes sense. They might okay, be ground okay. up nuts because they of the wafer. Be. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, yeah, even on the the little package here. Yeah, I can see that there, there are some, nuts. some crunched up. Yeah, it looked like crunched up peanuts. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's a very, much more subtle nut. It's yeah. about, much more about the interrelationship of the wafer and the chocolate. And the caramel. Oh, and the caramel. It's the caramel is very it's ideal. It's light. I feel like it's a, very a light. Mars bar caramel is very thick. You know, I find with a lot of these because O. Henry's another one, and they. I don't yeah. like O. Henry's, but I love Mr. Big. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of O. Henry's, and I think I always assumed that Mr. Big's were basically O. Henry's, so I just always oh. stayed away from them. And now I'm like, oh my god, Mr. Big. Yeah, O. Henry has to be the peanutiest. That's the bar, thing. Right? It's super, super peanut head. Yeah, it's yeah. nougat and peanut, right? Oh, nougat. Is Maybe that that's what, it is? what it is. Yeah. Maybe mm. that's why I, I, I don't know. Just yeah. never loved the texture, but this yeah. is great. This should be yeah. great. Cool. Let's move on to our only segment so far. Yeah. Madeline. Yay! <laughs> now, I'm going to keep snacking. When, oh, please, oh, by yeah. all means, keep yeah. snacking throughout. It's time for, it's time for more <laughs> When was the last eggs. time you did a Madeline? <laughs> when was the last time I did a Madeline? I was probably like 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time. Did I don't you, think do, I've done Did you know any swear words or anything by then? Or? <laughs> At 16. <laughs> I didn't go to like a convent school. <laughs> we, in fact, went to the same school. Yeah, exactly. Right. Was it a convent? It was not. It was not. <laughs> I was pretending to be a nun, uh, but it was actually like a sting to catch a drug dealer. It was a mm. whole thing. It makes sense. Would you like to know the title of the Mad Lib? A what? The title of the Mad Lib? I would love to know the title, yeah. The title of this Mad Lib is... Spooky stuff. Ah, love it. So, Meg, as our guest, please give me an adjective. An adjective. I'm assuming I can't use spooky because that's just such a great word. No, no, it's Uh, in my head. You could start with spooky. You know what? Let's start with spooky. I love spooky. Let's go traditional. Spooky. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm -hmm. Mia, will you give us a plural noun, please? Oh, goddammit. Everything's difficult this morning. Mm. Ah, robots. Ooh, Mm. robots. And now I will also say a plural noun, and that would be children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, I don't like those okay. things. Spooky stuff. Mia, would you Kids please, are kind oh, sorry, of scary. Mia, Meg, would you please say a silly word? A silly word? Oh my god, I, I already use spooky. You already use spooky. <laughs> even though I know that it's an actual place. Wait, but Ugadugu is just like the funnest thing to say. Ugadugu. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah I it's like got it. good mouthfeel. Good mouthfeel. <laughs> I am very, I, I am a big it. proponent of mouthfeels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mia, would you say a type of liquid? Oh, God damn it. I always get the liquid ones. Um, tea. Ah, yes. Tea. Is say, it plural? Uh, no, just type of liquid. I will say an adjective, and that adjective will be shittily. Ah, Wait, what? That's, that's not a word. <laughs> that desk was made very shittily. <laughs> oh, shit illy. I see. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not illy with a shit. <laughs> well, that's actually what they call Naples, is shittily. <laughs> right. oh, Meg, will you give funny. us a noun? A noun. A noun. A noun. Gun. Gun. Ooh. The scariest thing. The so scary. All right. Mia, verb. Rock control, man. The scariest thing. <laughs> Throw. All right. I will say a plural noun. Uh, no, we already have children. <laughs> children. Because <laughs> I want to see what happens when we throw you the children. Said. No, that's so true. Monsters. Mon- yeah, mm. those are equivalent. Spooky. Verb ending in ing. Murdering. Oh, no. murder. murder. Just, just right. a number, please. Three. Three? Okay. Oh, boy. I have a verb ending in ing again. And uh, the ones I thought were all very crass. Like, they would cross several lines. Oh, well, shit. I'm Use them. cannibalizing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Plural noun. Plural noun. Okay. <laughs> Can we use... No. You know what? Let's Say go anything like you want. Teddy bears. Teddy bears. Oh, I like it. Cute. And Mia, a single noun. Uh, stick. Stick? Stick. All right. 
I like that. <laughs> Ending strong with stick. Stick. It does have a punctual kind of, not punctual. It's, it's got a punctuated sound. Punctuated sound. Yes, yes. Oh, keep it together. That stick you. is always on time. <laughs> that stick is it's always us. Showing it's up. A punctual showing stick. Showing up five to the hour. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm excited for you guys to hear what we have created. This is the Mad Libs called Spooky Stuff. Spooky Stuff. Spooky stuff. Mia, Meg, as we all know, American children are fascinated by spooky stuff. <laughs> this is so true. Stories that scare the robots off them or make their children stand on end. <laughs> that one, the, they, children's children. the Americans' children's children stand on end. <laughs> but there's actually a scientific explanation for this because scientists say that being frightened causes the ooga doo gland to function. <laughs> And it actually uh, releases tea into their blood. Oh! Yeah, everyone knows that that makes kids feel shitty. <laughs> when children are scared by a movie or a gun, the boys laugh and holler and throw up. <laughs> but girls cover their eyes with monsters and keep screaming and murdering. You know what? Screaming and Those murdering. girls are not fucking around. Yeah, That's what I wonder I who to... is scaring them with a the gun. Right. The girls, obviously. Probably. Most kids get over that by the time they're about three, though. <laughs> the screaming and the murdering part? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, at that age, they kind of tend to like movies about cars cannibalizing or cops shooting teddy bears. <laughs> or, if they're uh, girls, sexist Mad Libs. Girls like movies about boys meeting sticks and falling in love. Meeting yeah, sticks? Well, I mean... Of course, hmm, that can be very scary, shit. too. I probably can. All right, and that's well, good job, everyone. Stuff. Good job, very good. I mostly yeah. really like that they release tea into your blood. <laughs> yeah. The Dugu gland. The Dugu gland. Honestly, I'm like, is that Latin? Latin. Oh, God. I love it. Now, we have one final snack. I saved it for last because it looks like a dessert. Oh, man. Yes, I'm so fucking it is. About this. Meg, would you like okay. to tell us what this dessert is called? Okay, let me tell you about why this is dessert, first oh, okay. of all. Oh, yeah, I ahead. like the idea of why a dessert exists. Why a dessert. Not just what. I am of, as you can probably tell with all the opinions that I've said so far, I'm a very <laughs> opinionated person, and I am of the opinion that there are simply not enough banana-flavored things in North America. And I take issue with this because in all the other places that I've gone, whether it's in Europe or whether it's in Southeast Asia or whether it's in you know other parts of the world, banana-flavored things is a big thing. It doesn't matter whether it's like real banana flavor, fake banana flavor. You oh, get yeah. candies, you gonna, get juices. Like, I was going to ask you, like, so mm. do you make a... Uh, like? Do you just want banana in the actual dessert, or do you uh, want like banana flavoring? Because sometimes the banana flavoring is the like the original banana. Sure, yeah, that exactly. Exist anymore. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And I love that you know that because everybody's all like, "Ugh, fake banana is gross." And I'm like, "Did you know? Yeah, that did was you? a real banana. It was a strain. It's no yeah. longer existing." The Cavendish banana, or is that the one we eat now? Uh, I feel like that's the one we eat now, isn't it? I can't remember the the actual. It didn't do enough for research. Any banana scientists get out of Exactly. <laughs> but I do know that you're right. Banana flavoring did come from a strain of banana that really no longer is like widely distributed. Yeah. But I don't necessarily make a distinction. Okay. Um, only because we don't exactly have like an overabundance of banana things for me to make a distinction. That's so fair. I'm happy to see it, whether it's in real or fake in quotation marks, flavor. That's exciting. I like a real banana, but I am, uh, I confess, I am not a fan of fake banana. Okay, wow. so here's the other question, though. People are very split on the uh, the time to eat a banana. I know some people who eat a banana when it's kind of green, and those people are scum, yes, and they and should they, die. No, absolutely. <laughs> because what do, you, what do you want? Do you like that weird fuzzy like, yeah. texture in your mouth? I don't Is that to... why you're eating oh, a I green like the, banana? I hate the fibrousness. The, mm -hmm. No, that's the problem. That's why you never eat a banana when it's like kind of green. Don't and it's like do that. stringy and weird. Yeah, I'm no, going to come out and no. say, the uglier your banana looks, the better it's going to taste. I agree. 100%. It's sweeter. It's yeah. more banana-y. I like it when it's lightly spotted without being brown, but obviously showing, um, you know what, anything that's dying is more delicious. Signs mm -hmm. of appropriate mm -hmm. ripeness. Yes, yes, I like that. No, well, ripeness sure. is just yeah. like the cake. I want to eat it like three weeks before it starts rotting. Exactly. <laughs> so what I brought today is one of the few banana flavored things that you can get in packaged form in Edmonton, honestly, like there are very few things. Yeah. Um, and at Savon Foods, you can get the Cyrus O'Leary's New graham crumb crust banana cream pie. <laughs> and it's literally, 
a little banana cream pie in a little container. It and is, I yeah. love these bad boys. It looks like, like a top hat almost. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like an upturned top hat yeah. with a little pie in it. Yeah, Aww. I would say for the listeners, my first impression is about a five inch diameter dish with about an inch and a half of depth. And it just looks almost like someone has sprayed whipped cream into here and sprinkled <laughs> breadcrumbs on top. Oh my god, it looks right. delicious. It looks, uh, I'm not going to say delicious, but it is distinctive. Oh, it See, is. See, I like things that have crumbly type things Yeah, on top. me too. Yeah. I'm all about that. Oh, but that so is what this has, it's got a graham crumb mm. crust on the bottom. Ooh. And it's got a banana layer. It's more like banana pudding flavor. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a banana pudding. Is it like a custard? Like a custard, yeah. Oh. That's exactly what it is. It's a banana custard. Then it's got some whipped cream on top and then some like sugary graham crumble on the top. And I am obsessed with this thing. I'm so it's excited. so good. I'm so, I'm so scared. Yeah, yeah you spoons. The fact that you're so excited about it makes me excited exactly. about it. Exactly. Feel free to dig in. All right. I'll break the seal. Break the ice. Break the banana ice. Banana ring. And best to go straight down and try and get every part of the layers. The layers. Yeah, it's scared, but I'm going to do it. Okay, do it. All right. Mm, It smells very vanilla y. Like, it smells like it's creamy. You know what? Oh my god. It's pretty good. Oh my. Do you love it? <laughs> oh my fucking god. I could do with a little less whipped cream up the top. You know what? I yeah. actually find that too with this thing. I think the ratio of whipped cream could be a lot less and I would enjoy it a little bit more. But the banana custard itself, like mm-hmm. banana and custard together, horrible sentence for me. <laughs> it's a pretty banana custard. I mean, <laughs> like, even for somebody who loves banana and I love custard, <laughs> I can see why that would sound kind of But gross. this is pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't taste too different than an actual banana. Right? Like it's not... a little bit of the higher level, like, taste. Sure. I, it's got more of, like, a vanilla it. banana flavor as opposed yeah, to, Yeah, like, almost like vanilla banana. It, it sure. is vanilla banana. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot. It's very... It's a comfort yeah, too, food. Too much whipped cream, though. That, it, there's a lot of whipped cream. Sometimes I scrape it off and I just eat the, <laughs> yeah. the bottom part. But what I love about it is that graham crust. It, like, has, like, this sort of salty, almost, not not quite, but, like, yeah, a slightly more, like, salty flavor that, like, yeah. really brings out, like, the The ground is a good texture counterpoint. Too. It is. Yeah. It really and is. And actually, I, I'm putting my spoon down because I have... I have eaten all the gram and all the banana. That's everything and I just have that you cream. want to. That you <laughs> I'm, want. Like, mm, nah. I'm good. No, I'm actually good. like, oh, no. especially custard or like, and I guess a, I don't really like cheesecake, but like, I like the cookie or like the the bottom because it's like mm-hmm. crunchy the crust, in yeah. contrast to the texture of the actual cheesecake. Exactly. Or like I want to bring this in ice cream cake with that cookie oh, bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna be one of those horrible people that tell you that I like to give my cookie layers to other people who enjoy them more and I will take all the ice cream that <laughs> scum I know I mean, I actually like scooping it out and just like, leaving it yeah. which I'm sure there are plenty of people that wish that was the case yeah. no but like you'll find your uh, compatriot 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 who just wants the cookie part, oh. and then everybody wins. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than in a party where somebody can tell that you're only eating the ice cream, and they can tell that they're only well, not they can tell, but they they are only eating the cookie, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, you want to share a slice?" And you're like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. You like long really? eyes across the room. And you're like, "Oh, oh shit, that's yeah. my man over there." <laughs> Perfect. He gonna eat my Ideal. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat his ice cream. <laughs> Most of this cookie stuff, you know, like, eat this. <laughs> yeah, just basically. <laughs> he, he's a little, mm, I wouldn't even say pickier, but it maybe comes from like cooking for a living, but mm-hmm. he's a little more particular. He doesn't mind trying a whole variety of things and interesting flavors, but everything's got to be done fairly well. So there are things that he's like, I'm not touching that. That's all you, that's just <laughs> And I'm like, well, fine, I will eat my Cyrus O'Leary's graham crumb crust <laughs> banana cream pie on my own, then. What a sentence that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, man, Cyrus O'Leary, cool guy. <laughs> Cyrus right? O'Leary. Of course, the founder of Save on Food, Cyrus O'Leary. <laughs> of course, that's no. exactly what No, no way. <laughs>
18 coconut cream pies and you have to like dig towards the back <laughs> to find the one banana one left. You're on the hunt, like, okay. That's it. I often buy um, those like little tofu uh, like fruit flavored tofu packs. Oh yeah, 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 the banana one. Yes, the banana one is it's fantastic. Solid. It mm-hmm. is really good. I love those too. Yeah. But again, those are typically from you know other countries and other yeah. places where banana flavored stuff is normal. Like if you go to TNT mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. anywhere that sells like Asian candy, right? There's often an abundance of banana flavored yeah. things. And like we talked about this uh, before, like there's mango banana mm-hmm. is one of the ones that we didn't mention, but like grape and uh, apple. Oh yeah, uh, lots of apple stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I find in other countries I'm like, oh my god, banana ice cream. Oh my god, yeah. fried banana. Oh, oh my god. god. Banana ice cream is amazing. Banana candies, banana like slushies, mm. and here it's just like God, just just give me, give me just anything. <laughs> you know how hard it is to find banana pudding these days. Very difficult. I think I texted you last summer when I saw a banana slush at a 7-Eleven. Yes. And, uh, believe me when I said that was a good summer. I, I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen that. And I was like, I know the one person who needs to see this. The only person. You'll be on your deathbed and be like, man, that was amazing. That was, it was. <laughs> when I found that banana I, I tried the banana slush. It was not a fan. I will say slush. the last banana thing that I had in Edmonton was unbelievable. Um... What's that pizza pay? Is it Rosso that's right by uh, Garneau Theater? Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the food generally there is always fantastic, yeah. but they have a gelato there, and they mm. have a banana gelato that is to die for. You know what? I've often said that I've been to Italy, and I mm-hmm. have had gelato in yes. Italy. Yes. And, and how yeah. was it? It is amazing, mm-hmm. but the gelato that they have at Rosso is often, like, if not equivalent, better what like, it is a fucking amazing that is awesome and like i don't know if it's i haven't been there in a while but i remember me and my sister would like often go there just to have gelato because you know just so fucking good. <laughs> amazing that is so cool i mean i don't I, yeah i mean again this is this is me plugging away at edmonton <laughs> but edmonton really has some incredible food actually like world-class food people are are doing some amazing things here. And and that's amazing that you had gelato here. That's just as good, if not better, yeah. than gelato from Italy. Yeah, I, I often like to sample the ice creams of the places oh, that I visit. That's and a I good thing to do. Really not. I'm so unimpressed. I hate the fact that I've tried good things, so all the worst things mm-hmm. are no longer good enough for me. <laughs> it's like buying uh, a nice pair of shoes or like... Yeah, and you realize that, oh, man, I've been walking on garbage my whole life. Yeah, exactly. I've just been suffering. It's for like, like a nice pair of uh, running shoes after trying to run to, like, Converse or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, art support. The shoes bounce when I run? Like, what is that? That's supposed to be a thing. <laughs> great time. All right, well, I'm going to get started wrapping up here. This mm-hmm. has been a great episode. Meg, I know you probably don't have any, like, uh, I know you're not probably not putting on any shows or anything, so you don't have to plug that, but what's something you're excited about coming up in Edmonton in the next month or two? Mostly, I feel like there have been a few new restaurants that have opened up in the last, like, little while that I haven't been to yet, and Downtown Dining Week is coming up. What is that? Downtown Dining Week is basically, like, a week, and I believe it's, like, the 12th to the 19th or something like that. I can't remember the exact date. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's basically where a lot of different restaurants will get together and they'll have a menu of a variety of dishes that they do very well that you can try for reduced prices. So it's this great week promoting all the cool new restaurants in Edmonton and everything obviously within the downtown area and there's so many incredible restaurants but a lot of times we don't go to them because we think they're out of our price range or they're unaffordable or we're like oh that's fine dining. Yeah and so they're trying to like basically get people to be like hey this is actually you can eat for, you know, quite a bit less than what we normally charge, and mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I got some facts. I'll, I'll bring them in here now. I mm-hmm. looked it up. So Downtown Dining Week runs from March 9th to 18th, so it's 10 days mm. this year. This year, there will be 37 downtown restaurants Whoa. participating, which nice. is a record for the, the event. I didn't even know we had 37 restaurants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm seeing here that you can enjoy a two-course lunch for $18, uh, three-course dinners for 30 or an executive dinner, which sounds very fancy, for $45, which, you know, not bad. Honestly, that's not it's bad. bad. It's yeah. really to not. To try something that's quite a high quality mm-hmm. and, like, you know... Uh, uh, I don't often eat meals that have multiple courses, so... Uh, well, there's, yeah, there's you're not a food guy. Not a food for guy. For all the snacks that we talk about, 
Not a food guy. Fair enough. <laughs> you like snacks. You don't like... Well, okay. That's a different We'll, we'll have a philosophical conversation <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, uh, Mia, you got anything you want to talk about? Uh, oof, my, my brain's just not here today. That's so cool. I'm going to shout out Red Bull Crash Ice happening. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Right. Uh, I have not bought tickets and I think I've actually managed to get myself occupied with activities on those nights. But uh, Fair enough. But that is March 9th and 10th. That's happening right down by the Shaw. That's right. It's going to be very cool. Did you go to the last one? I did. It was so much fun. It was so amazing. I'm really actually kind of upset that it's not free again this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you have it really to buy tickets made, to like you have watch to buy it. To, it, it's it's like fifteen or twenty bucks. It's I don't a pretty think it's nominal like, fee. It's but okay. It's not crazy expensive or anything. If it's no. a crowd reduction measure, uh, which kind of makes sense. Because at the deep free, there were apparently so many people. That makes sense. So that last one, if you walked from Churchill Square down to Jasper where the Shaw is, that's like what, like three, four blocks in between. Blocks, you yeah. know, yeah continuous crowds. Oh, wow. If you walked from there, you know, all the way forward. Just continuous numbers of people, which is insane, like, for there to be that many people for a single event. So I can see why they might want to reduce the crowds this year, but still really fun. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. Meg, as a thank you for being such a great guest oh. and for being our friend. Oh, my goodness! You get to pick out of this prize box that we have. What? This is so cool! So, yeah, feel free to take a look through that. There's a lot of prizes. There's a lot of prizes. Look at this fossil excavation kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna was very tender. Rubber band aviator. This is cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do play a lot of beer pong, so this might not be... A bad gift in that it's it's practical. Ah, uh, yes. Just kind of pathetic about. Like, yes, a beer pong kit. That's very practical. I will use minions. This. Yeah. You, you know we'll I hate minions, but uh, yeah. we, I did have. I saw one. And I was oh, like, classic you hate whoopee minions? cushion. I hate minions. Okay, that's fair. That like, seems so like a thing you would cool. hate. Like I like Despicable Me. That this, the first Despicable Me movie is a charming adventure, yeah. and the minions are fun in it in that they're like. 10% of the movie. Yeah, Are you trying to get everybody kicked out of their condos with this, with this recorder? <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> if you give this to any uh, any child, their parent is. Are there instructions on it, on like, how to play it? Glow sticks. There oh my god. Little, yeah, there's a little thing about how to play a recorder. Fine, My little pony. I'm sorry, I'm just having fun like with yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's the expectation. <laughs> Smiley thumbtacks. Now that is practical. <laughs> Actually, I should get some of those for my office. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Sticky animals. Whoa! Stretchy animals. Are those the ones you throw at the wall? I couldn't find anything you could throw at a wall that would stick. Oh, oh. glitter putty! I used to love putty. <laughs> I used to love it. Remember, I was always like kind of weirdly wet. Like, yeah, like yeah, sticky putty. Yeah, but I like you know on. taking cartoons and like making pictures. Oh yeah, because you could like transpose things. Yeah, yeah. So, newspaper ink would come off. The most adult prize in the prize. Yeah, it was like after all this, the person who chooses that, I think you know what they're all about. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with uh, beer pong. All right, thank you so much. That is so sweet, you guys. Oh, you're so welcome. So nice. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you to all our listeners for listening. You can visit us on Instagram, Snack City Podcast, at Instagram. You can send us an email telling us how much you were offended by our show, especially if you're from Shittily, if you're from the East Side of Edmonton. Or if you're not comfortable cannibalizing. If you're not comfortable cannibalism. Yeah. My name is Taylor. My name is Mia. And I'm Meg. And this has been Snack City. We will see you around Charlie Brown. (laughs) Wait, that doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't rhyme. See you downtown, Charlie Brown. See you downtown, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Thank you, Mia. You saved it. I know. And the blood collector collected blood in the cannon.